0: Welcome to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. With your host, Dr. Mary Sanders, a medical intuitive and chiropractor, let's join the podcast. Today on Energy Medicine, I will be joined by Kayla G., For those of you that are familiar with the gene keys, she is a 6-2 sacral generator and we'll be talking about embodying all of your various frequencies. I am your host, Dr. Mary, and I invite you to visit www.drmarysanders.com to download your free gift to boost your energy centers and experience more clarity, purpose, and vitality. Welcome back to today's show. With me today is Kayla G. She was formerly a physical education and French teacher turned personal trainer turned online spiritual mindset coach. And now she has 12 plus certifications and seven years of coaching experience. She is a 6-2 sacral generator, which I'm sure she will explain later for those of us who are not familiar with the Gene Keys. She's also a spiritual mindset coach that works with individuals and entrepreneurs on how to embody their gene keys and human design. She supports her clients in being bold, confident, clear, and impactful in a way that they show up and serve their clients while creating a sustainable business that is energetically aligned for them. She also is the host of her podcast channel. Living in Fierce Alignment, which has over 300 episodes and 75 plus interviews to date. Her title for today's show is Contemplating the Gene Keys for Living a More Fulfilling Life. She'll be sharing what the gene keys are and how they can support you in your life and how to use the art of contemplation as an intentional way of living, which leads to a deeper understanding and a compassion for all the various levels of frequencies that we experience as humans. Kayla, welcome to Energy Medicine Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate and sincerely value you and your time. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me on. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with you and bring the wisdom of the Gene Keys to your listeners. Great. Thanks. And I know
0: that there's so many various different layers of complexity as to what you're going to be educating us on today with the gene keys and possibly even some human design and how that overlaps with the human chakra system and some similarities and differences and how it relates to our genetic makeup and all that cool stuff. So thank you again. So I know that many of the listeners, myself included, are not overly educated about the human design in gene keys so can you give us like a 101 can you catch us up to up
1: to snuff as to what we need to know yes i definitely can so i'll we'll talk about the two different systems and you're going to hear some overlap as i go into this but the human design system was synthesized by Ra, and this system is actually a synthesis of the kabbalah tree we have the chakra system astrology quantum mechanics and the i ching system which is part of the chinese divination text. So When we look up our gene keys and our human design, we use our birth information. So you need your time, your location, and your date of your birthday. And I like to use the platform genetic matrix on... You can look it up on Google, but it's online. There's a few other platforms as well, but Genetic Matrix is personally my favorite. So when you look up your chart, what you're going to see is a body graph. And in that body graph, you're going to see different shapes. You're going to see channels connecting the shapes. You're going to see numbers inside of the shapes, which are called centers. And then you're going to see the astrological symbols in two columns on on the sides of the chart and the numbers from the centers inside of those columns. So when we look at this, it's an energetic imprint of how we are designed to show up. And you're talking about the chakra system. And it's interesting because in the human design chart, we have nine centers, which have been derived from the seven chakra systems. And I know that some say there's more or less chakra systems. It depends on the practice that you do. But the point is that this is really going to be an energetic exploration. So with human design, there's five different types. And with every type, we have a strategy and authority. So for example, we were chatting earlier, I'm a 6-2 sacral generator. Mary is a manifesting generator. We have manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. So each of these types have their own unique way of how they're designed to make decisions, how they're designed to take action, and it really has to do with energetic alignment. And so each type also has their, what we call signature. So when they're taking aligned action, they're going to be feeling energetically, Stimulated, Like, for example, you're going to feel peace and satisfaction and I'm going to feel satisfaction. Projectors will feel success and recognition. Manifestors will feel peace. Reflectors will feel surprise. So we each have our own energetic signature of energetic expression. And then when we're taking action out of alignment from our type or our design, then we're going to feel the not self theme. So for yourself and I will feel frustration and you'll also feel anger. And those who are projectors, will feel disappointment. Manifestors will feel anger. Reflectors will feel disappointment. And so what I find really fascinating is that the gene keys, I mentioned how there's numbers in the centers of the human design chart. Those have to do with the 64 hexagrams in the I Ching system. So the gene keys is essentially taking 11 of the planets and those gate numbers into another system that has three different sequences that each has their own themes. So in the gene keys, the entire system is called the golden path. The first sequence is about getting grounded in your physical reality, the challenges that you're going to experience, how to get core stability. The second system is all about The opening of your heart, unconditional love, how to connect more with other people. And the third sequence is really about prosperity, how to be of service to the collective. So the differences really with human design and gene keys, and I use them together because I find them to be very supportive of one another, is you know, I talked about the human design system and it's like, okay, you have your type, your strategy, your authority. There's a bit of structure there in terms of how you can show up energetically. And then with the gene keys, it's more contemplative. So what that means is that when you see your number, there's going to be three different energetic frequencies that you can contemplate. And what I mean by that is being curious. So for example, my life's work, the very first sphere in the gene keys, the shadow is turbulence. The gift is humanity and the highest expression, the city, is compassion. So contemplation is being curious of like, where am I experiencing turbulence in my life? How is this showing up for me? How is this showing up in my body? How is this showing up in my interactions? And it's being very curious and gentle and patient with how we experience these energetic frequencies. And it allows us to really pause and decide if that's how we want to continue showing up in our life. So that's kind of a high level slash detailed explanation. And I'm curious if you being somebody who is more of a beginner with the systems, if that is clear. And if not, I can totally dive into more.
0: No, I think what I'm hearing you say, Kayla, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, but I'm hearing you say that each of us are wired differently, but we have a sense of an internal knowing if we are acting in alignment with our original blueprint or if we're acting out of alignment with our original blueprint. And that can show up emotionally and physically within the body. So I think I'm hearing you say, like, if my, I don't know, you use the word shadow side, but if I'm not in alignment as a one, three manifesting generator, then that means you said anger is going to come up for me. Now I am very familiar emotionally, you know, with the frequency of anger and through training and through meditation throughout the years, I've learned how anger shows up in me physically. So when I'm doing my meditation in the morning and I am looking at my physical body and my chakra system, I do glance at those things. And as you do, Kayla, working with organizations and with individuals who are looking to align themselves with their overall purpose, I think that many times as individuals, we externalize how do we look for our, how do we become aligned with our purpose, where in reality, it's an internal process and an internal knowing. Am I hitting it somewhere close?
1: Yes. I think you gave a really beautiful... Like in layman terms, explanation of this, like the way that you talked about the blueprints and your internal embodiment and your experience of things emotionally and physically, this is really it. Like the human design system and the gene keys is really about tuning into our own inner authority, So what that means is that we're coming back to trusting ourselves and how we show up in our life and how we take action. Because like you talked about regarding the purpose is that this becomes this external thing that we're trying to achieve or that we're trying to do. But ultimately these systems, they help us with our own embodiment and our own experiences and that they are unique from person to person. Even if two people are manifesting generators or two people are projectors in the human design realm, They will have two very different lives, but it's looking at the little nitty gritty pieces of the chart, looking at the gates, which are the numbers I talked about, looking at the channels and the centers. This is all going to tell a story of somebody's energetic imprinting and how they're designed to show up. And the more we contemplate this and the more we integrate this, it really ties into doing that energetic deconditioning work so that we can show up and make the biggest impact because we're honoring how our energy is meant to be expressed.
0: I have a quick sh- story to share with you. My husband is also a manifesting generator, but he has a different configuration. And so like the resonance of knowing when I'm on track, I have a different frequency as to when my husband has to wait longer for his response to percolate within his system. Mine's more immediate. His is more delayed. And so that's just like a response response system that we've learned to honor over time.
1: Yes. And I love this because let's say if I saw both of your charts, some of the things I would look at are what your authority is. So I believe you mentioned, are you an emotional manifesting generator? Do you remember? Yes. Yes. I am? Should I be embarrassed to admit that? No, never, never, (laughs) never, never, never. No, when I'll talk about the emotional authority, because let's say the listeners are going to look up their chart and they might see, oh, I'm an emotional authority. What does that mean? And it means that you are designed to emotionally process your feelings before you commit and make a decision. And I find this really fascinating because if you look at society and if you look at, you know, traditional books written back in the day, saying things like successful people make lots of decisions and they and make them quickly. Like this is such a classic personal development statement, but ultimately this goes against that because you're designed to feel every possibility, feel what it would be like for it to be a yes, for it to be a no. And then you come to this point of clarity where you're like, okay, I felt all my feelings and I can make a decision. And so for you, it could be that that center is consciously defined. So you're more connected to it. Maybe you have more activation in it. You have more of the gates activated and that's why you process your emotions quicker maybe your partner is somebody who has it unconsciously defined and so it takes them longer to really process the emotions before they make a decision so this is what I love about the systems is that it's so nuanced but it really is inclusive and honoring that unique person and really allows for individuality which is so beautiful instead of getting bunched up so specifically and like oh you're this way and you're this way and you can't be this way it gets to be a tool of empowerment when me and the nuances
0: yeah, I can openly admit that in my past, you know not not so distant but in my past, I would be really quick to respond and it was very emotionally driven and I realized that perhaps you know I was being reactionary and so then I was like, okay if I've got if I need to respond to someone or something. It's best that I take a few minutes to turn my reflection internally to really kind of sense and to know and to feel through my intuition before I respond. Hastefully. Yes. I'm not saying that that's a good trait or a bad trait, because I do think in some, especially in today's world, in the corporate world, decisions are made so fast, you don't have an opportunity to really sit down and think about your decision and the impact that it's going to make on the individuals or a corporation. So I think that that's, you know, I believe that the information that you're receiving when you do your gene keys in the human design, I think is a self, it feels like a self-reflective tool if utilized appropriately.
1: Yes, exactly. And it is all about inner reflection. And those reflections are going to change on a daily basis, which is a beautiful access to self-acceptance and self-love because we are fluid as human beings, which is so beautiful.
0: Can you speak more about what is the art of contemplation like? I've heard you say this a couple of times throughout the interview, but I'd like to, and I think I understand, but again, I'd rather you
1: tell me <laughs> versus making any assumptions. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, definitely. So I shared that Ra was the founder of the human design system, and Richard Rudd is the creator of the Gene Key system. And so he actually worked directly with Ra, and then he created this own system that he's sharing with the world. So I always want to give credit to those who created this work. And I just get the pleasure of sharing it. So part of the Gene Keys approach, and when I say the Gene Keys approach, this ties into the art of contemplation. So Richard has actually written a really beautiful book. It's short and sweet about what the art of contemplation is. And it has to tie into Taoism and really bringing that presence. So the art of contemplation is, contemplation is in between meditation and concentration. So I shared a little bit earlier, I kind of gave a taste of, you know, it's being curious. And it's really about when we are having an energetic experience, whether we're experiencing the shadow side or we're experiencing like pure ecstasy and like really positive emotion, it's really coming from this place of being the observer and looking at how we're experiencing this, how it's showing up in our life. And especially, you know, you mentioned your experiences of being reactionary at times and it's like kind of pausing the art of contemplation and being curious allows us to pause and it allows us to decide if you want to continue having that experience. If you want to continue on that path of that energetic frequency, whether it's positive or negative or however you want to express it, or we can choose differently. And then we can merge the understandings and the learnings in that moment into a new way of being. So it's a very integrative work. And I really love it because it is about being gentle. Whether you're experiencing the shadow side of your human design or your gene keys, it's really coming from this place of what is this teaching me? And I always love to say that the shadow side of these systems are our points of resilience. So a lot of times people think, oh my God, I'm in a I'm in a shitty mood or I don't feel good or I have these negative thought or emotion. And it's like, well, you're very human. Like you're allowed to have this and this is telling you something in the moment. And so it's very deeply integrative and accepting. And so when we look at the gene keys and each of the gene keys, which is the numbers are one to 64, each of these gene keys has a story. It's an archetype and it's a conscious expression of our human experience. So when we kind of look at this, it gives us something tangible to process our emotions and our energetic frequencies. So the art of contemplation is not about understanding. It's not about figuring it out. And I find when people first experience the gene keys, they want to understand everything, but it's not about understanding. It's about experiencing it in your body and witnessing it coming up in your life.
0: That's a great point. When I think about the human frequency, we contain all frequencies at all times. So it's, who are we to judge whether a frequency is a shadow side or a lower self or a dark, you know, it's, it's all part of the whole. So it is, a, is, in a sense, an expression. And I love the fact that the fact that you're encouraging people to be gentle in their observation. And in my work, I try to when we're doing remote energetic healings, I always try to, try to hold this space as a sacred witness so that there is no judgment. There's only an observational point, a viewpoint so that we can experience, you know, not judge or label or define, you know, a certain circumstance. So I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, Kayla, as I was listening to you, and I was processing what you were saying, but I was like, I wonder if we could talk about, you talked about in the human design, there are nine essential energy centers, and you started talking about defined or undefined and you talked about channels so open channels or closed channels and then I started thinking well if each energy center if there is a commonality with the uh, chakra system and again we're not here to define how many various different chakras that we have what I'm here to really try to guide our conversation is when it comes to the human body and when it comes to the the energy centers, whether you're looking at human design or you're looking at the chakra system from a traditional standpoint, what can we learn from the original blueprint based upon our birth date and time and location and and astrologically what was happening? Can we look from a predictive standpoint, can we look at um, health issues can we look at genetic expression or recessive genetic expression? Can we look at how that would show up in the physical body?
1: Yes. I love this question. And I think that one of the things that I'll talk about from a human design lens, and then I can, I don't want to give medical predictions, but I can show you how this can be used as a tool energetically. So you were talking about in the body graph, when when someone looks up their body graph, they're going to see some of the centers are colored in, some of them are not. They're going to see some sort of half-filled channels, which we call hanging gates. They're going to see full channels connecting two different centers. And so in our human design chart, what this means when we have this definition, that energy is consistently available within us. It's consistently and naturally expressed. And in the spaces where we are undefined and we don't have activation, this is really where we are receiving from our environment. So you may have, for example, you're going to have your throat center defined. I do not have my throat center defined. So there's going to be these these differences where the way that we express our energy when it's defined is like someone else is going to receive it in the way that we express it. And it gets to be this co-creative experience of an energetic exchange. So when you ask the question about whether or not this can be a predictive tool or associated with health issues and so on, one of the things that can happen that I find really interesting is that just like I was talking about the shadow and the gift in the city of the gene keys, in the centers themselves, they can have a shadow expression. So I'll give an example with the throat center, since I've already brought that up. So sometimes when somebody has their throat center defined, this really means that they're going to have this potency in how they share. There's a very consistent way of how they express themselves. They're here to really externalize their internal experiences. And this is like a healthy expression of a defined throat center. Now, and let's say an out of alignment, I don't want to say unhealthy, because I feel like that's not relevant to this conversation. But let's say if you're out of alignment, when somebody has a throat center, they may express themselves in a way that they need to be heard. It could be things like interrupting someone, talking really loudly, needing to, let's say if you're a business owner, post a lot on social media, make sure you're heard. So this is like a not self theme of a defined throat center. So for example, myself, my throat center is undefined. So when I come into conversations, like I really have this gift of being able to amplify you know, what someone else is sharing or what it is that they're asking, like, I I can really attune to that. My shadow side is, is shutting down and being repressive and being like, well, I'm not being heard, like feeling defeated. So it's, it's really interesting when you look at it from this lens of that defined versus undefined centers. But also what can happen is that it's not necessarily that it's going to show you health issues, but you can energetically realize that, you know, you, you have this blockage or this experience. And I know, for example, some people who've had a defined throat center, they've shared, like, I have, held back in my life because in my childhood I was told I talked too much and so I've been quiet and maybe that could manifest as having you know strep throat or if there's going to be some other some sort of dis-ease in the body because that expression that energy is not coming through so that would be the way that I would explain this and how it can tie into health does that resonate it absolutely does. And I want to add to this story, if I may. So you talked about my
0: makeup having a defined throat center. So in my mind, I'm like, well, that's strength. But I, I intellectually was battling and struggling with the idea that my thyroid has an autoimmune disorder, Hashimoto's. So it literally will eat its own kind of chemical production. So that does not feel like a healthy expression. And I have to say, I was raised in a household where emotions were not allowed to be expressed. So you just kind of swallow any emotions that you had or were experiencing. And then very much I was part of the generation where I was seen and not heard, you know, as far as a small person. And I was like, wow, well, I'm supposed to have this strength, you know, and this authority within my defined chakra or my throat chakra. And I realized that I had to go through a pretty tremendous amount of personal healing to find my authentic voice. And I'm still working through that because being 28 years in the chiropractic industry, you know, I I had to educate, over-educate my patients as to the validity. The, into the importance of and to the power of chiropractic allowing the body to heal itself and now I'm even in a, another field of energy medicine where I am on the forefront of this of this transition of medicine and I'm still educating and educating and trying to prove and trying to justify so I find all of this oh so very intriguing you know I divinely intriguing if you will. So I really appreciate your story. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. So now, when you've already talked about how we're using gene keys and human design as a contemplative tool, not necessarily as a predictive tool, but a self-reflective tool. And you've also talked about how to truly embody The information that we receive during the actual, the body gram, is that what you're calling it? The body graph, yeah. The body graph, right? I'm sorry, I said that wrong. The body graph and looking at the genetic, the gene keys as well. So once you have all of this information,
1: then what do you do with it all? I love that question. I feel like I could talk for 10 years to answer that question, but I will definitely bring it into the conversation so when when you first look up your human design and gene keys, I will be honest that people would probably feel overwhelmed because it's a lot of information, right? It's a lot of information. It's it's so fascinating, but it's overwhelming. And it's just, it's kind of an emotional experience because suddenly people, they really feel so seen and heard because it's like, oh, this is why this is happening or yes, I can relate to this. And so again, the self-reflective tool. And so what I think is really beautiful is that once you start to dive in and you start to look at how you're showing up in your life, start to embody, I think the two main things to invite people to do if they're new human design is like, what is your strategy? And what is your authority? How are you designed to show up in the world? That's really going to help you shift old patterns and behaviors that are not actually serving you. So for example, me as a staple generator, my strategy is to wait to respond. So what this means is that when something lights me up, so I have a sacral authority, so I'm designed to make decisions on things that really excite me. When I'm excited about something, then I take action and I co-create with that. So for example, quite literally connecting with Mary, I discovered, I saw her podcast channel and I was like, oh my gosh, like this looks so fun. Like I, I could totally see myself having this conversation. And she came up in my environment and I responded and I reached out and I said, Hey, do you want to have this conversation? And so for me, that's an example of, you know, embodying my strategy, like waiting for something to come up in my environment that really excites me. And the more that we start doing this, the more that we start designing a life that is sustainable to our energy, we start to understand where we can set boundaries with ourselves and others. We start to have more compassion for ourselves and we do things a certain way. And we thought it was wrong, but it's actually just, literally how you're designed to do things. And so it really gets to be a, a map and a tool for people with their embodiment. And with the gene keys, I love this because I feel that this can really come into a meditative practice. And I've also been playing with bringing the gene keys into hypnosis because there's a, there's the unconscious and conscious defined planets in the gene key system that you can use in a session with the client, have contemplative conversation, look at you know, their relationships, look at their relationship to money, look at how they have core stability in their body and have these hypnotic meditative conversations and actually coach your clients with it. So there's so many different ways to utilize this and it's it's honestly endless, but I think just being curious, not needing to rush through because usually what happens is people they discover the system, they get really excited, they go and they learn all the things, but then it needs to like sink into the body. And then you think about it less and you just start to be it. And that's the beauty of this work
0: there has to be an integrate, if I'm listening to you correctly, there has to be an integration phase. Now I'm excited just listening to you. Okay. So first and foremost, I'm like, okay, I've got to go back and I need to relook at this and get further education. So how do I, how do I connect with Kayla on a deeper level? And I know my audience is also listening and they're like, okay, so enough. How do we make contact with Kayla? And what does it look like to get a session from you? Tell us more.
1: Yes. So I offer one-on-one sessions if people want to get a reading. I do typically work with entrepreneurs or even just high-level CEOs and VPs who want to integrate this into like a corporate environment like that. They want to dive into that energetic embodiment. I also do one-on-one coaching as well. So we can get really deep over like a series of months together and like set the intention of what it is that that person wants to get out of working together. I have some self-paced courses as well. And I think the two things that are really lighting Me up right now, especially if you're an entrepreneur, is my gene keys business guide where I specifically show people how to contemplate the gene keys from a business lens so that you can do like what Mary and I talked about in today's conversation, like more deeply integrate this work into your life and your business and come back to trusting yourself and doing things in a way that serves you. And then I've been diving into hypnosis and gene keys. So if someone is a hypnotherapist or a meditation teacher or guide and they want to bring this work in with their clients, this is a great course for that. That's going to be coming out in March of 2023. So these are the ways that you can connect with me. And I have a ton of free resources. We'll put those in the show notes as well. If you just want to dive in at your own pace, you can totally do that. And of course, on my podcast channel, I have so many episodes. Like I love giving value to people and sharing that wisdom. Okay. So remind me, your, the name of your podcast is Living in
0: Fierce Alignment, correct? Yes. Okay. Do you prefer to be contacted via your website, Instagram, LinkedIn? How do you, Where where do you most show up and how is it easiest for the listeners to connect with you? Yes,
1: I'm on Instagram at Kayla G. You can find me there. My website is KaylaG.com. You can email me hello at KaylaG.com. So those are the ways to get a hold of me, whatever suits you. Some people, they like to shoot me a message on Instagram. Some people, they want to email me. So however you feel called, there's a few different ways that you can reach out to me and then we can connect.
0: Oh, Kayla, I sincerely have loved spending time with you today. I cannot express enough gratitude to you. And I'm going to share something before we go, listeners. Um, Kayla had enough courage to start our conversation today before we started recording and sharing some personal. Do you mind if I share this? Oh, go for it. Yes. Okay. So most of you know that I'm hearing impaired and my hearing capacity is 50% of what a normal person hears and the first thing that Kayla said to me was that she's also hearing impaired and she felt like there was a connection between the two of us just merely based upon that challenge that shared challenge that the two of us have and which is unique it's unique for women in being in the business field and I just really really appreciated, you know, Kayla talking about that. So she saw the commonality, not only in the hearing impairment, she also is a meditator. And she is getting ready to travel to Bali, which I lived there for over a year. So you know, I'm happy to, to share, you know, my, my insights and love to go back. Um, So Kayla, I just I feel an alignment with you. And I know that our paths are going to continue to cross and to connect. So once again, thank you so very much for your energy your love your compassion and your wisdom today and for those of you listening please be stay tuned we're going to be right back after this message you have been listening to the podcast energy medicine where we are aligning your mind body and spirit with energy-based modalities for more information about dr mary sanders or our podcast check out our website drmarysanders.com. Thank you for listening.